From the 905 to wherever you are. From the 905 to wherever you are, this is Schwab Wars. And with your host to the most, the one, the only, Jordan Lloyd. How are you, Jordan? Hey, what's up? <laughs> now that's a good our red. special guest today, Bill Chase, the one and only Playboy Play, the man of Ontario. How are you, sir? I am fantabulous. Fantastic. And of course, none other than the man with the biggest receding hairline in all of Ontario, Adam <laughs> fucking Hayes. <laughs> and I'm George Bukai. <laughs> well, don't sell yourself short here. All right. Hang on. The one, the only, you, the man of over 200 conversations, George, your host, your boy, Mackay. I instantly regret this. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank each and every one of you for joining us, apparently, on my now uh, hot-shotted angle episode, thanks to George here. Uh, and as you hear it off the top, it, we are joined also by Jordan Lloyd and Bill Chase. And uh, we're doing a little fun little Q&A that you fans were able to send some questions over at our Facebook, over at my personal Facebook, rather, and as well a part of With Schwa Wars. And also we have some fun either or pop culture questions. We're literally just kind of talking about everything right now, um, just because, you know, when the four of us together, usually good conversations come up. Usually, I like to say, unless we get George going about, you know, um, I don't know. Rob you know, yeah, well, I, di I didn't want to mention he who shall not be named, but yes, I was talking specifically Rob about that. Jeff, Jeff liking Rob Zombie. <laughs> it's usually like a circle between those three things over and over. <laughs> I'm sure somehow I'm going to work in how Jeff's always on his knees for Rob Zombie, but we'll get to that eventually. Well, Bill, what's your opinion on the Rob Zombie movies, actually? The, his movies? Well, yeah. Um, ambitious, uh, very, for the most part entertaining, but sometimes misguided. Okay. And the, and the uh, and the Halloween movie specifically? That's pretty much sums those two up right there. They're very ambitious, very well made, but just missed the mark. Uh-oh. <laughs> well made. Oh, fuck. I, I would rather watch an old man shit on the toilet for four hours than watch fucking Rob Zombie movies. I uh, know, I like the... Um, I mean, I like no, the... That, no, that was the co-main event of WrestleMania, the night two. That's pretty much what it was. So. I like the Three from Hell trilogy. Um... Yes, the three from hell is great. When you develop your own characters, it's fantastic. But when you go and try to take, again, I've said this a thousand times, when you go and try to take an iconic character like Michael Myers, and then you show me things I don't necessarily need to see, like, no offense, I didn't need to see all those years in the uh, St. Asylum. The one line from Dr. Loomis in the original, I spent seven years trying to reach him, then eight years keeping him locked up. That's all you need. I get it. Seven years, he didn't fucking do shit. Eight years, you kept him safe because you knew he was fucking the devil. I don't need to see... Uh, fucking motorhead wannabe fan headbanging, making masks in his fucking cell. And also, why was he 85 feet tall? Like, what the fuck? There's no point. It's gonna be weird. I feel like I feel like you're the gift that keeps on giving sometimes when it comes to this conversation. Specifically. I, I, I'm not shitting all over Bill. And Bill, if I cut you off, I apologize. I'm just saying, like, it just makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. Those movies are absolute trash. And anybody who likes them, like Jeff, should again go to Jane and Finch, buy a gun, shave off the serial numbers, put it in your mouth, pull the trigger. Very simple. Very simple. Well, we're starting off on a bang here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's get, jump right into. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> let's just jump right into some of our uh, either-or questions that I kind of had for you before we get into our fan questions. These are kind of fun. Um, so again, this is obviously choose one or the other. None of this sitting on the line bullshit. You have to take a stance. Some of them are very simple, and some of them are like more like 
really in depth either or. You'll get you'll understand when I get there. Anyways, um, Disney classics or modern Pixar? Which are the better films, Jordan? Like the classic animated or the or Pixar? Yep. I think the classic animated has more in the library than Pixar does. I don't know. Okay. I think at first glance, I'd probably say classic, the classic Disney. Bill? I'd have to go with the classics, but uh, there are some Pixar films I like. George? I'd have to go with the Pixars. I mean, every one of them has kind of taught a special message, especially most recently uh, Turning Red. It talks about, you know, the transition of, uh, you know, that challenge of trying to break away from your parents when finding your own individuality. I just find that the Pixar movies seem to have a lot more depth and they explain things to kids like um, like the movie Life or not Life. Um, Soul was one explaining death, but in a fun way. And also the one that was before that with all the personalities, I I forget Inside Out. Uh, Inside Out was was great as well. Like they, they find ways to really take these serious messages and bring them down to a childlike level where kids can understand it and grasp it. So the I think Toy the Pixar movie. Yeah. Sorry, I was yeah. going to say the Toy Story franchise is superb. Like, yeah, yeah very- absolutely. I think they just they just resonate better with messages, in my opinion. But don't get me wrong, I pre- I appreciate the classics, but if I got to take a stance, I would say the Pixar's. Better stories, <laughs> Pixar. Better iconic moments, I would say the classics. So because of that, I'm going to go with the classics personally for myself. I can go with that. Who's the bigger pop star, Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera, George? I yep. mean, are we talking hits, though? Like, are we talking hits or just... Who's the bigger pop star? Fame? Like, who do okay. you think is the big, big, bigger star? Well, so. I think I think Christina's the better singer, but Britney is definitely the bigger star. Okay. Britney has yep. more star draw power, that's my opinion. That's fair. Bill? Well, yeah, when you talk pop music, you're talking hits. Uh, Christina is more talented, I agree, but uh, Britney has more worldwide hits. Uh, she has a bigger following. So, yeah, she's definitely the bigger pop star. Jordan? Uh, Britney is the bigger star. I think Christina's had more career longevity with, like, different things she's been able to do over the last few years. Um, Britney's I mean, it helps a- that she didn't go insane, but yes. Well, there wasn't just that. It wasn't just that. It wasn't just that. There was a lot of bullshit that was going on with her. Um, but yeah, as far as just sheer hits going, being a bigger star, Britney all the way. I agree. I prefer if I had to choose between either Earth or on Spotify, which obviously I do because I'm a fan of all music. Then yeah, I would probably go with Britney Spears out of the two. Hey man, don't give me that look, George. You know you've been rocking into some Hit Me Baby one more time the other week. I know. Actually, you, you know what? I have. I do have a Britney song that's my favorite. But it is not that one. My favorite one is Piece of Me. You want a piece of me? Yeah. That's okay. a good tune. Solid song. I actually prefer Every Time. I don't know why. I like the slower ballad with that I one. I figured you would be Sometimes I Run with like the, the gay boardwalk <laughs> dance that they had going on. I figured that would be you more so. Like, uh, like no. The stupid everybody's in white on a beach. Who wears white to a beach? Come on. You're going to get sand everywhere. The Backstreet Boys ah. do. 100% they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. And they look good doing it. Um, who was better, Pacey or Dawson from Dawson's Creek, Bill? Um, I I related to both of them in a way, but I only watched like two, three seasons of the show. So I thought Dawson was a little more whiny. So I'm going to go with Pacey. George? Oh, yeah, Pacey, man. Dude fucked his MILF teacher. Oh, yeah, Pacey all the way, baby. <laughs> Jordan? That is true. Oh, totally Pacey. Dawson was very one note. Pacey, like Bill said, was very relatable. He actually went had real issues. His family life was fucked up. Um, 
but he fucked his teacher, which was another thing that sometimes does happen. Um, he had to basically go on it on his own because he didn't get along with his dad. He had way more relatable things. Yet Dawson was just very one note. I've only seen like six to seven episodes of the show, if that, in passing, when Cassie's had it on in the background. But like, what did you see when he fucked his teacher? No, I didn't see that part. Well, then you're missing out on a whole lot of greatness. 90 sex scenes on TV were awesome. Little side boob? Fuck. Ages 11 to 14, that's all I needed. <laughs> uh, Jordan, Team Edward or Team Jacob? <laughs> neither. Nope, no, 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 neither. You, you, you gotta take a stand. I was always, okay, fine. I was always kind of more into werewolves than vampires, so I'll go Jacob. All right. George? Fuck. Team Jacob all the way, man. Edward was such a whiny little bitch. And first off, vampires don't glow when the sun hits them. There's no diamond-encrusted skin. So Jacob all the way, man. He had a way better, way cooler fight scenes, Jacob, all the way. Bill? Oh, I'm just Team Keeper Sutherland from Lost Boys. He just swoops in and kills them all. Uh, no. Um, I actually know what? I'll go Edward because at least he became Batman later. All right. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Team Edward. I'm going to go Team Edward only because, not because of the sparkly thing, but as Jordan said, he more was into prone to werewolves. I am more prone for vampires. That's just my thing when it comes to old school movies and stuff. So vampire. <laughs> I know, I get it, but they still were called it, so they're technically, they're a subgenre of a subgenre of a shittier subgenre of vampire. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, oh, Jordan, we'll start with you with this one. Did the top stop spinning? Or sorry, did the top stop spinning fall or keep oh, spinning at the end of Inception? Inception. I'm. Pro- I've thought about this ever since I've seen that movie. I'm gonna guess. That was like that 12 it- years ago. Yeah. Well, because of a good ending. I'm gonna guess it probably stopped. Okay. Like they held on it a little longer just to give you that little sense of false hope of like maybe it's not gonna stop. I think it stopped. Okay. Cause like they went through a lot of fucking dark shit just to get back and for have it to not be real. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm in the camp of it. Stop spinning. Bill. Um, yeah, I've had this debate actually before, uh, when I actually first saw the movie with, uh, friends of mine back in the day when it first came out and yeah, I think it, I think it stopped. George? I don't know. That was just my guess. I think it kept going to go through all that shit just to get the happy ending. That's not Christopher Nolan. That no. thing kept spinning. That thing kept spinning. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to say that it probably stopped as well. Just for, you know, semblance of hope, I think, is the reason I'm pretty much oh, going with that. Oh, you're dumb. So. Thank you. <laughs> um, George, for you, um, do you think Jack could have fit on the door with Rose at the end of Titanic? Fucking yes, absolutely. First off, I know you said not to go into tangents, but fuck James. Oh, no, you can go into tangents. That's fine. Right? Fuck James Cameron. <laughs> that motherfucker sold his soul to the devil. He took two dead people's name off a fucking list google it that shit's true and he made them fall in love those two fucking people on the original titanic didn't know each other they had no fucking idea and that fucking bitch could have slid over that door could have fucking floated and also leonardo dicaprio when you die underwater you cannot breathe fucking <laughs> Fuck titanic bill <laughs> well um i for one didn't mind titanic i don't think it's the classic everyone says it is but uh it was again a very memorable movie at the very least and uh yeah i think he probably could have like logically at least tried to i don't know okay jordan i can't remember who i was with but like something 
I was either scrolling through my phone and like something about that came up or they were on their phone and something about that came up. And I totally said there was totally room in that goddamn door for both of them. <laughs> I agree. There probably was. There was room totally on the door. It's huge. It wasn't even it looked like a piece of a wall. It wasn't even a door. Like there was totally room on there for both of them. It's actually kind of funny. As soon as we started talking about Titanic, Cassie came into the room just for a second to grab something. And it was just great timing, even though she has no idea what we're talking about because I'm wearing headphones. Titanic is like one of her all-time favorite movies. Uh, movie. George, that, oh, you just lost some respect for my wife, didn't you? <laughs> oh, Big fucking time. Sorry, oh. Cassie, I appreciate you, but well, I, I lost respect for her because she settled on you. But That's also true. now Titanic. No, I've lost. Mix? I lost. I oh, lost respect for her too. Shit. Don't worry. I lost. Yeah, don't worry. You can't I lose respect it. for her. She fucking said yes to you. I know. That's crazy. Fuck, it's not uh, like you had a whole lot of options. Let's be honest, my friend. That's true. You should have seen my ex. Uh, Bill, in terms of Marvel, Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth, or Chris Evans, who's the best Chris? Mm, I don't know. I've always been a fan of Chris Pratt. Like, okay. I mean, just they're all good, but I really like him a lot for whatever reason. I, I don't know. George? I got to give it up to Hemsworth, man. He really made me appreciate Thor. I was never really a Thor like fan i like if thor was there i'd read the comic book i would never not but thor was not a series that i collected nor really paid much attention to but uh yeah i don't know he changed my perception of thor he made thor kind of badass in a lot of ways and the fact that he could out drink anybody and then i mean that like fat thor from the last movie was gold so yeah no thor all the way yeah chris hemsworth all the way all the way jordan my favorite character in the mcu is captain america but I'll still, I think I'll still go with Hemsworth because like to take a character that has probably had more shit done to him through the entire course of all those movies and that has changed the most because of it and that is actually the character has been altered so much that it's still interesting and he's, he was able to pull it off. I'm going with Hemsworth. Okay. I'm going to go with Evans. I was more of a Captain America fan and I feel like he just pulled the role off really, really well. Even though Hemsworth like is a Thor, like perfect casting for him. And Pratt really came into his own. Like I didn't know nothing about the Guardians of the Galaxy before the first movie. All I knew about was Jordan like, you know, pretty much freaking out every single time. They're like, oh my god, they've released a 19th trailer. I'm so excited. I'm going to read all about the fucking movie. And then he goes to see it and he's like, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. No, because like I tend to like I'm always I was always a fan of like the big heavy hitters, but like over the years as I got older, I tended to gravitate more towards like lesser known characters that I didn't know a lot about. Like I would do deep dives into them and actually learn and get invested in them. That was that was one of them. That's fair. Uh, Bill, one re- one fast food place for the rest of your life: Wendy's, McDonald's, or Burger King? McDonald's. George. Always been always been dependable. <laughs> Wendy's. Yeah. Yeah. Wendy's. Just because of the simple fact that uh, their beef is always fresh, never frozen. That's a good reason. Jordan? Wendy's. I find, even now, I find myself, if I ever get fast food, I always, I gravitate more towards Wendy's than I do McDonald's. That's fair. I'm going to go with McDonald's as well. Kind of, you know. You know what it is? I'm always hoping that one day they're going to bring that pizza back from the 90s. Not only that, but their prices are still better than most places. It's true. I would agree with that. I used to love Burger King as a kid, but like I've kind of kind of mind it. That chicken sandwich is garbage, though. Fucking garbage. That's just my opinion. Uh, George, 
Would you rather be on the run from Thanos or in the presence of Sauron? Ooh. You know what? Fuck that. I'd stand toe-to-toe with Sauron. I'd look at him, and if he said he liked Titanic, I'd rip his fucking throat out. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Jordan? You wouldn't even have to rip his throat out. You'd just stab him in his giant eye. Like he, wouldn't have a, he wouldn't have a body at that point. I'd stab uh, him in the neck with Jeff. There you go. I'd probably go with Sauron because, like, Thanos, if he has the goddamn gauntlet, can just snap me out of existence. So That's a big if, though. Yeah, but I mean, most of the also, time. he doesn't get to choose. The gauntlet chooses. So you have a 50-50 shot of not being fucked over. True. That's true. Uh, I'd still go with Sauron. i take my chances with Sauron. Bill? Yeah, I think I'd have a better chance with Sauron as well. <laughs> I agree. I think I would have a better chance with Sauron. Um, uh, Bill, we'll start with you with this one. Would you rather fight the Penguin or fight the Joker? Uh, the penguin, because you can just tip him over and, you know. <laughs> oh. Oh. Are, you <laughs> Bat- are you thinking Batman Returns, Joe Penguin? Is that the case? Well, if we're thinking Burgess Meredith Penguin from the original Batman series in the 60s, and it might be a little more difficult, but still, Cesar Romero was badass as Jokers, even back then, so. All right, Jordan? Probably the Penguin, because I feel like I have a lesser chance of getting stabbed if I did fight him as opposed to fighting the Joker. Hey, man, that umbrella, that thing's no joke with that knife coming out the end of it. Inside the umbrella, you can't do anything. Like Bill said, you can just push him over. Because most of the time, Penguin's been depicted as like a short guy. You just have to watch out for Christopher Walken not to shoot you. Yeah. George? (laughs) I got to go with the Joker just for the simple fact that uh, I would not mind to dance with the devil. That's fair. I feel like I would have had the same answer as well. So even though there's a 98% chance I'm going to lose, I would go with the Joker as well. Uh, Jordan. Yeah. Would you rather watch the tape of the ring or read the book of the Babadook? Well, if you watch the tape, you're definitely dead. Like everybody, mostly everybody that watched the tape ended up dead. The other one, most of them, eh, not a good amount of them survived. I'd read the book. I wouldn't fuck with that tape. George? I'd read the book and watch the tape. Ooh. But I have to pick one, so I'll read the book. Okay. Bill? Yeah, I'm going with the book because it seems like the lesser of two uh, dangers. That's completely fair. Uh, George, would you rather fight Clever Lang or Ivan Drago? Oh, that's fucking not fair, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, you're you're, 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 you're yeah. I would so I would uh I would uh, I would go toe to toe with Ivan Dragon. Dragon. I would be like, "Yo, it ain't so bad. It ain't so bad. It ain't so bad." And then I just, you know, I would just do it. Yeah. Fucking Drago all the way, baby. Bill. I mean, Drago may be the most dangerous cuz he did kill someone, but I would go after him just cuz he killed Apollo Creed. Spoiler, yeah, but sorry. we don't know about Clubber Lang's past. He came out from the streets, bro. He could have killed people, too. I want you, Balboa. <laughs> All I right. want you to save on AT&T prices. <laughs> Jordan? <laughs> Jordan? I'd probably go with Clubber Lang because the blueprint's there to beat him. He couldn't make it into the deeper rounds. He either had to knock you out or he would tire himself out and leave himself open to get knocked out. So your goal is to just get hit so hard that he eventually gets tired and you can somehow survive to the later rounds. 
It worked for Rocky. Why wouldn't it work for anybody else? Because you're fucking not Rocky. That's why. <laughs> uh, I I would say Drago. I would I would have to fight the Beast at that point. I would. It's just one of those things. Kind of like the Joker thing. I if I'm gonna go down, I gotta fight Drago. Uh, last one. Uh, Bill, would you rather marry Buffy Summers or Princess Leia? Uh, probably like the hair, man. The yeah. hair. The hair. George? Buffy. Oh, the things I would do with Buffy behind closed doors. <laughs> uh, Jordan? I'll go with Buffy, too. Because? Kind of the same reasons he just said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you go, guys. So I appreciate the little fun uh, pop concert, other ors. Uh, again, some of these questions are a little going to be easier to answer for some of us because we've been in the business a little bit longer. Or you can just speak in it from the perspective of a fan or just watching the shows or things that you've seen, uh, either live events or watching on television and whatnot, because a lot of them are directed uh, in the professional wrestling aspect. So, again, these questions were submitted on my personal Facebook page, uh, which you can also add me on Facebook. I love talking pro wrestling, everything else. And, uh, of course, you know, I'll be plugging Schwawars along the way, of course. So uh, our first uh, question comes to us from Joshua from Oshawa. Uh, his uh, question is, was there ever any times that you had to kick a heckler or a fan slash, or a fan slash wrestler out that crossed the line? Bill, we'll start with you. What do you mean, like, kick, like, what do you mean, like, kick them out of a show? Yeah. Um, no. The only time we ever kicked anyone out of a show was back in the Fringe days when he was stuck in, smuggled in beer. Um, this was a fan, a, you mean, or? Yeah, it was a fan, smuggled in beer. Oh, okay. And that's the only time we ever, even Fringe or PWO, kicked anybody out. We haven't really kicked anybody out of PWO. I like how not really. I mean, not once that you want to admit to, at least. <laughs> oh, no, uh, George, what about yourself? Have you uh, seen any times that like maybe like a fan or a wrestler has been kicked out of a show? Any fun little stories? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't. Um, but there are some fans out there that definitely should uh, be kicked out of shows because they're just fucking complete buffoons and they kind of ruin it for everybody. Like it's okay to heckle someone, but if you try to start a chant seven times and nobody follows suit, think about it. It's when the fan becomes it. a part of a show. That is a big criticism Cornette has lately. I don't care if I get booed or not for mentioning him. He mentions this constantly. The fans are trying to be the show rather than a part of it. Not sure, all. Exactly. There is a group. There is a group. I agree with yeah. that. Jordan all, Jordan, all I'm thinking about is Super Dragon. And that guy just fucking yelling that over and over. That's a big example of that. It is. Like, being so fucking obnoxious that you basically hijack the show and make it all about you. It's like, no, people like that, they should get kicked out. I agree with that as well. Uh, did you have one as well that you want? Do you remember? Not off the top of my head. I don't think I've ever actually been at a show where somebody has had to be thrown out. Yeah. Fans, take advice from Vladimir, the super fan. He was a super fan, but he was just there to have a good time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Brad from Hamilton. Have you ever seen an indie show, a fan or talent get a little bit too close for comfort? Or something that maybe happened that was a little bit too close for comfort. I can actually start with this one personally. Uh, Death Proof, one of the only times that they didn't run at a bar. I believe this was at some sort of random hall or whatever. And I was doing the ring announcing still for the point. And I don't remember who the opponent was, but it was Johnny Wave at the time for turning himself into Ty Colton. And he, we had a small ring, like obviously like one of the separate ones that New Frontier uses. Uh, and he went to do, I believe it was like a Hurricane Rana 
off the apron, like running towards catching him to go this way. And he spiked his head off the ground and immediately like just went out cold and started to seize. And it was literally right in front of my feet. Cause like I had to move back cause they were right in front of the announce table. Um, that was right beside the ring. And like, we had to clear people out of the way. Like I, we had to like put them to a side and like that shit was scary. Like opening match. Like this was two minutes, three minutes into the show. And like had to be able to like his like I believe his mom was there as well like front row and like like having to like you know take care of him while all the so like people were like oh is this a part of the act this is a part of the show right death proof death proof get back up fuck him up it was just like oh man it that was that was a tough one for myself that was and luckily he was okay like they took him out the match ended the show kept going and you know the vibe for the rest of the show was a little bit interesting but you could tell that like it just yeah it could have been a whole lot worse than what it was so yeah that's one of my little too close for comfort stories for myself jordan do you have anything from seeing a show live or just in memory that you've seen it wasn't an indie show it was a, i don't know if you remember this because you were there with me it was a ring of honor show it was at maple oh. somebody i think it was bj was it bj whitmer it was bj whitmer and jimmy jacobs yeah, he took like was it? I think it was a pile driver. He got something happened where he got dropped on his head, and the match basically stopped. They turned the cameras off, and they had to because they were filming it, and they had to. Uh, they put him on a stretcher and they wheeled him out. We didn't know what the fuck was going on. Nobody acknowledged it, but like everything basically just stopped. The cameras all turned off. They put him on the stretcher. They wheeled his ass out. We didn't know how hurt he was. I think in the end he was pretty much okay but like that's one of the things i remember yeah i'm thinking actually it was against mike bennett because i think it was the pile driver spot that you're talking about with the apron yeah yeah because the thing i thought you were going to go with was the bj whitmer power bomb with jimmy jacobs when they flew to the outside and like the back of his head struck the i mean there was that but that one the one with the pile driver and the apron like we were actually at like we actually witnessed it happen yeah that was that was some pretty scary shit george um you know uh, I want to say Destiny World Wrestling, uh, August of 2021. We were at the Summer Heat Show, and uh, it was a really hot day. The gym was really oh. hot. They had fans going. They were trying to. And there was this guy sitting in the back, and he was just drenched in sweat. And then he just dropped to the floor like a sack of potatoes. And uh, it was scary because they, they carried him out. They gave him a couple bottles of water. He just got super dehydrated really, really quick. But luckily enough, uh, Destiny did a great job, and they uh, they got to him quickly. They got him all kind of recuperated, and uh, he was able to enjoy the rest of the show. Damn, that's insane. Bill? Um, there's a couple that come to mind. Uh, just not that long ago at an HPW show, uh, Ricky Stardust uh, actually was just performing a simple, a, like, um, was it? No, actually, sorry. He was about to take, uh, he's counter, I think he was countering a an uppercut where he jumped up, and his leg just broke. It was one of those graphic is is the most graphic upfront injury I've ever seen. The whole show had to be stopped. We had to wait for the ambulance to come in. Um, he's uh, he recovered. He's recovered. He's back in the ring again, but still he broke. He pretty much broke it, and the, it was like almost watching the psycho Sid Sid vicious thing up close. It was that was the closest I've ever seen a graphic injury like that. Um, otherwise, uh, I've seen like sadly a few brutal concussions. And uh, which, again, you know, they may be tamed to some injuries you see, but the, knowing the effect that concussions have nowadays that we've learned about it, it's brutal to watch everyone take a nasty headshot these days. And I, I cringe every time. Mm-hmm. But 
but that was the most graphic and the most insane I've ever seen. And, you know, poor guy was just keeps coming back from injuries constantly. And yeah. Yeah. That's... Oh, actually, that just hearing the, the leg breaking story actually just reminded me of another one. There was that show at the lake from that Canada day. You, you remember that? I can't remember who it was. They got thrown out of the ring and they like fucked their leg up and they had to get the ambulance, to, like drive into the field to pick them up. I think I do. I can't remember that though. Okay. It sounds, it sounds vaguely familiar though. Yeah. Uh, Brian from Hamilton asks, has there ever been a match so out of hand it had to be stopped immediately? So like so out of hand, I guess just like for craziness or anything for whatever. Uh, Probably. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think of like on the top of my head here. I'm sure that there is. Bill, do you got anything or? I mean, I'm trying to understand the question. Like, stop because of like why exactly? Like, I I don't I don't get it. I'm like, assuming because like it was like a little bit more so crazy. bad they just pulled the plug on it. It's oh, either like the, the either like the match stopped because like you know it was really bad. It was in that sense, or possibly like. It turned into a shoot, or like the fans were getting too rowdy because of it, or you know. Live, not I can. I've seen matches stop because like, or they go home early because the match is the shits. But I mean, other than that, uh, live nothing. Like I've seen plenty of clips on YouTube and whatnot, but like, I mean, I think yeah. of course Antonio Inoki, the great Antonio, that's the probably the best example of that. But I didn't. I wasn't there. That was before I was born. But still, nothing like live that I've personally seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't think of anything else, too. Jordan? Not that I've ever seen live, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure you, you could probably find videos all over the internet of stuff, stuff like that happening, but I can't... Personally, I don't remember ever being, like, there in person to see something like that happen. George? I've never uh, I've never been there in person, uh, but, I mean, anything with Nick Gage. You watch any of the early Nick Gage stuff, and some of those matches should have been stopped. They tried to, but he wouldn't stop them, so... That's because he's an idiot. I don't care. I I was literally about to say, I'm like, well, maybe it's because like he just should have stopped all together, you know. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Come on, you don't want to see like Nick Gage versus, oh god, who's someone in Ontario? Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander versus Nick Gage. Well, Josh could probably get a three star match out of him, no doubt. But uh, <laughs> Josh could probably carry a broomstick at this point in his career, and Nick Gage is pretty close to that. I guess Nick Gage's case would be carrying a light tube. So you know. fuck it. You know what? Pretty Ricky versus Nick Gage. I want to see it now. Well, if the crowd's into it, it'll get four and a half. If it's in the or Tokyo seven, Dome, with, I was going to say, if it's in the Tokyo Dome, it'll get plus five. So, <laughs> uh, if it's into it, it'll get a five. All right. Uh, Ashley asks us, which wrestlers, any promotion, would you consider to be the future of the business and why? And then she has a follow-up question that I will ask afterwards. Uh, George, what about yourself? Uh, wrestlers, um, any, wrestlers, any promotion. It could be, you know, the mainstream right now. It could be stuff locally here in Ontario or just stuff that you've seen. Like, who do you think is the, the future? I want to say for, for yeah, for AEW, uh, definitely uh, Darby Allen, MJF, ring a bell if they can keep MJF past 2024. I mean, he's one of the few heels that still kicks it old school with keeping everything kayfabe. Um, I'd have to also say, uh, if you're looking at WWE, as much as I'm not a fan of him per se, Austin Theory's got a great upside. I just I don't see it yet, but he's got a great upside to him. Uh, Indie wise down here in Ontario, I mean, fuck, there's so many names that come to mind. But uh, if I could highlight one, 
male and female wrestler, I would say Alexia Nicole for the women because uh, she's just getting better and better. And the match that she had with Ty Valkyrie a couple weeks ago with Destiny was fantastic. And uh, Gabriel Fuerza, I mean, that kid can do no wrong in my eyes. That awesome match he had with holding that crossbody for the championship. The matches that he had at Destiny with unmasking El Reverso, cutting shade sabers, flowing locks. Like, those two kind of ring a bell to me in Ontario. And always, uh, always up for a good time and always somebody who's willing to put a show on for the fans because he loves it so much is uh, Channing Decker. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jordan. Braun Breaker is another one that I think if after time, if he gets polished and actually gets to like work on his promos more, he's not bad, but he's not great yet at talking. But yeah, if they give him enough time and they give him enough like time to develop and to get better, definitely I could see him making huge waves in the future. Austin Theory again, like George mentioned, is another one. MJF, I'm a huge MJF fan. Like he's one of the only, at least to me, like real heels that are actually left in the business. Um, definitely all those guys are ones to keep eyes on going forward. Bill? Uh, well, starting with WWE, I'd say, uh, even though he's not a full-time wrestler yet, I think Logan Paul is money. That guy is money. I don't care what anyone says. He just seems to get it so quickly. And another one, too, um, if I'm looking at female talents, Nikita Lyons. It's still early to tell yet, but again, she's already got the look, and she's already got a very unique kind of personality to her. I can see her going very far as well. Um, MJF in AEW, again, I think it's almost unanimous there that he has a long, good career ahead of him. Um, also, I'm thinking, like, locally, uh, one of the ones that I've – and again, this he gets overlooked so much, but I think he is truly a great traditional heel is Clay Wilson. Clay Wilson is one of the best traditional heels on the Ontario Indy circuit right now. He he, he can get a, a fan to hate him just by a simple mannerism. Doesn't even have to say a word. Just one look. Or just one dirty look. And the, 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 the 20, 30 people will be on his ass. And then it just expands. Um, also, because uh, George and I had the privilege of calling a great main event at HWE the other night. Um, Jody Threat. I've always been very high on her. Uh, she's always been very hungry since her, you know, rookie days, which weren't all that long ago, really. But uh, she just keeps getting better and better every time I see her. Um, I mean, there's, there's probably a lot I can go on and on. Again, I, I agree with Fuerza. He definitely has a great deal of talent. Decker, I've always been very high on for many years. And um, But I'm thinking, uh, you know, because well, we have a lot of great talents at Pro Wrestling Ontario as well, I'm going to... Go ahead and say Evan Greenaway as well. I think that he just, again, is excelling at such a level right now. that he, And his personality is starting to develop. That's the thing. His personality is finally starting to really come through. And I think he's going to be really great in the years to come. Nice. Uh, personally, for myself, I've been really liking the Samoa Joe guy ever since he came to Ring of Honor. Uh, Got to say, I see some really big things for him. Also, that Brian Danielson kid is just, just killing it right now in AEW. So... Um, <laughs> no, personally, and this for is why he's friends with Jeff and we can't have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, personally for myself, you guys have already said a bunch of times MJF for all the reasons you said, honestly, I feel like a lot of the talent that I've already liked, I feel like they're already starting to really hit their strides. Like I was always a big proponent of Rhea Ripley, like from the old NXT UK days. And even before that, when it comes to the, uh, uh, the May Young classic that they had before when she had just like the long blonde hair and came out there looking like generic woman number 16. I uh, was always a really big fan of her still even then. So it was really cool to see how where she is now. Uh, hopefully not in a goddamn tag team much longer. 
just saying. Maybe uh, being in some main events would be fucking great. I, I like both her and Lib, but they're just wasting away here. Might yeah. be in a faction soon. Yes, they might be in a faction soon with uh, the new brood. The new, new brood, I guess. I mean, so at, least it's something. <laughs> at least it's something for them to do. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, between MJF, Rhea Ripley, of course, Darby. And, yeah, that's pretty much my answer is going to be in as well. Uh, Rory from Oshawa says, what are the most cringeworthy weapons that you've ever seen used? George? Hmm. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of classics and stuff for sure. Uh, obviously, the sparklers on AEW for that TNT match were really, really scary. But um, I want to say uh, I want to say a cheese grater. I've seen mm. a cheese grater and a pizza cutter used in pretty diabolical ways, even before Nick Gage and Tyler Arrow. But I do want to say that uh, yeah, I think those those I've seen those items used in uh, some shit overseas and some like underground Mexican stuff that I, I got bootleg VHSs for all you fanboys and girls back then in the day. But uh, yeah, I would have to say. Uh, I've seen some diabolical sh- Actually, you know what? I've seen diabolical shit done with a spork. I've really seen dudes get fucked up with a spork. So I'm going to say a spork. All right. That's kind of cool. Bill. It, it's hard for me to say, maybe because I've just been so desensitized to everything because I've been watching wrestling for so long. And I was like probably six, seven years old when I first saw Abdullah the Butcher stab somebody with a fork. So um, I don't know. But for me, and it's just going to sound weird. But I'm going to say Legos, and here's why. Because how many times have we stepped on them and it hurts? Just stepping on one while you're walking, and it hurts. As a little kid, I did it, and I bawled my eyes out for, like, God knows how many minutes. My sister used to have Legos. I stepped on them all the time. I still almost bawled my eyes out even as a grown man. So getting slammed on it and stuff like that, I can imagine not so fun. And I still do that little, yeah, when that happens. I don't need, like, hardcore show or whatever. Like, a death proof, it's happened many times. I've seen the barbed wire used a bunch of times. Like even now, just like barbed wire, like especially when it's like the spider webs or like even if it's like the no rope and stuff like that. Like when it's just the loose shit like that, it's a lot yeah. more dangerous in my opinion. Or when they're like really fucking crazy and they start pulling out razor wire, like the stuff oh, you yeah. hang by the prison. And it's like God damn it. I, I mean, I did, yeah. Sorry, I did cringe when Sabu got tangled up in that match with Terry Funk actually mm. when I first saw that. Yeah. Yeah, and then every other promotion's like, can you do that for us? And he's probably like, fuck you. <laughs> uh, I mean, one of the most cringeworthy things I ever saw was a knife, but that was against a, uh, that was a, a Japanese deathmatch wrestler versus an octopus. That happened. He's that actually happened. Up. I'm not making that up. It was an in- well, it was I know an- you're not. That's why I'm yeah. laughing. There was like 25 people around. They filmed it for like Big Japan Pro Wrestling, I think it was. And it was a death match between, yeah, it was a death match between a dude and an octopus. And he like was wrestling around with it and like had a blade and like, oh, it was the stupidest fucking thing. I guess to get killed. (laughs) Yeah, it was literally, it was a literal death match. Uh, Jordan? Kendo sticks. Fuck kendo sticks. (laughs) Well, no, you're just saying that because you just despise them now because the the overuse they're thing, right? Still overused now. No, that's the joke answer. The real answer would be an electric turkey slicer. Mm. Yeah, an electric turkey slicer. The weed whacker's no joke either. I know they've used that no. a couple of times in the other days. It was used in a match I was in. I didn't use it myself, but still. Oh, you should have took it, hundred percent. 
Nah, Rain had it all handled. It was all good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time I've seen that clip with the with that turkey slicer, I always, it always makes me cringe. You know, when I when I pin Warhead and somebody reversed the decision. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, all right. So next question, Jordan. We'll start with you. Uh, this is from Justin, who of course is Gilmy Talks. Gilmy Talks podcast. Go check them out. Great friend of the show. Uh, I'm gonna answer this question. Why not? Gilmy's a great friend. Gilmy's a I am, guy. but I already answered this question when I was on Curtis Rich's podcast. I'm not answering this question. You know the question coming up. I do. Okay. Well, all right then. Uh, Jordan, uh, who would you set up to take a chop from Josh Alexander? Let's say between um, the four of us here. I know well, you're going to say me. This is easy. You. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll answer this question. Yeah. Okay. Okay, George, go ahead. Oh. Yeah. Fuck you, <laughs> Bill. Actually, you know what? I, I'm going to say George because I just want to see his reaction. I already know what your reaction would be, dude. But yeah. Fuck you, Bill Chase. You're a dirtbag hooker. <laughs> Who told? Uh, <laughs> I would have said Jordan personally myself. I mean, just because well, I would I, love to see I'm him. I'm not going to say myself. So. Well, yeah, I of course. Thought not. The question was uh, when I was on Curtis Rich's podcast. The question that Gilmy asked is. Can you highlight some other podcasters in Ontario you like? I'm like, fucker, just everybody on the network. Like, why do I got it? You want me to give you self promotion? I'm not going to do it. I thought that's where he was going to go with it this time. No, 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 no. Um, oh, by the way, completely off topic, but going back from an earlier conversation, I just got a text from my uh, my wife. She says, um, Casey, all damn day. Fuck Dawson. <laughs> so going way, way back into the product, she. She's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but I just heard that from the door. Pacey was a G, motherfucker, latest teacher. All right, so we just got a couple more here, and then we'll get out of here. Paul from Oshawa, what was the worst accident or botch you have ever seen or part of? I mean, I kind of already answered that. We kind of already touched on that in a sense. Uh, James Chops, who is the future of the independent wrestling scene? Who is a potential star? Um, Personally, for myself, I've been bragging for the fact that, like, Justin Sane, and Tarek are like probably the one A and one B here in Ontario for a long ass time, and they I, are. What? I said that's what I'd say too. Yeah, like Justin saying like he just gets better and better with age, even from seeing him in the early early days of Death Proof, and then Tarek as well, going from the Alex Vega and like just transforming his work rate and his body into what he is now, like. It to me, it's undeniable. Like those two are the future of the business, and it's really fun to be able to call their matches and be able to manage one of them. So just want to throw that part out there too. George, fuck you, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> uh, I have to agree. Watching those two evolve throughout their careers in the last decade or so has been quite a treat. Uh, personally, I think it's a crime that neither of them are signed to a major promotion right now. Um, with Tarek, I've seen it a lot in recent years. With Sane, I saw it a long time ago. Uh, this is a guy who they could really market. Uh, in terms of just his overall look. He has a look that a lot of promoters, even like Vince McMahon, would look for in a star. That's someone they want to push. So, and Plus, he has that intensity. He has that natural intensity to him. Nothing's contrived. Nothing seems fake with him. He's not just an, another muscular guy. You know what I mean? But he can do things that most guys his size can't. But yet at the same time, he makes it look realistic. And I think that's what's so special about him. But that being said, I don't want to lose him yet. He's great in BWO. <laughs> He's our champion. Oh, before I get to George as well, someone who should already be a star in this business, but isn't, and it's a goddamn shame, Frankie the Mobster, the Beast King. Fucking love that guy. He has a look, a presence, athletic ability, the whole nine yards. I've just been a huge proponent of him for a number of years as well. George? 
I know uh, you're going to say yeah, you're El Diablo lot, as well. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of names that come up the top. I mean, you mentioned a couple for sure. El Diablo, Frankie the Beast King. Uh, Frankie the Beast King uh, is like fine wine. I mean, he gets better with age. I saw him last night, uh, Greek Down versus Sunny Kiss, and they had one hell of a match. Um, so there's a lot to expand on this. And I think some of us are going to be biased in our own rights. Uh, Justin's not going to take anything away from Justin Sane, not going to take anything away from uh, Tarek, but they're not the future. They are now, they are now in Ontario in the Indies and they are, they are that close to getting that brass ring in my honest opinion. I mean, if I'm looking at Ontario, the whole landscape of the Ontario wrestling indie scene, I'd have to say one name that stands out for me, uh, two names, uh, highlight a male and highlight a female. I will say uh, Johnny DeLuca. Kid's got a great upside. He's got great all heart ahead of him. Yep. and a great future in his business. And he's one of the most politest, sweetest people that you ever Only meet. Only 19 years world. old. Only 19 yeah. years old, too. Yep. And he's got great, 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 great upside. And um, for the female side of stuff, somebody to kind of carry the torch when all these um, these girls do get snatched up, and they will get snatched up because there's so much talent here. Uh, I would say Crystal Moon. She's going to work a little harder. But I'd say she's got a great upside to her. And again, she's, she's a yeah. sweetheart. And she's always she fun. She wants yeah, to learn. She wants to just learn and keep learning. So I would say, because the question, the, the way Chops raised the question was, who's the future of the Ontario indie scene? So those That's are two names to me. Okay. That would I kind of misunderstood that, that, yeah. I kind of misunderstood that question. But yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, Crystal Moon, uh, we love her at PWO as well. She uh, she has a great attitude. She's always been a, just a go-getter. Always determined to get better in that ring. You know what I mean? She has that hard work ethic, which I think, you know, sometimes people lack at times, even in the early days where she is, but uh, not to me, she's still new. She's still, you know, doesn't have a lot of, like she has a lot of matches under her belt, but not too many. You know what I mean? She's kind of on the cusp of kind of get more uh, bookings than that, which I think is great. I think people should book her and take a chance on her because I think she's uh, got a unique look to her too, which also helps. I think that is a big thing as well. And uh, also, um, when talking to females, of course, I mentioned Jody earlier. Um, and another one, uh, another one. She's just starting, so it's too soon to tell. But I could see, based on what I've seen so far, a young lady by the name of Taylor Rising. Uh, she had only, she's only just recently uh, started uh, wrestling, but uh, there's something there. There's definitely something there. Cool. Uh, final question. We could literally go on all night about this question because, like, there's so many that we could possibly choose from. But to break it down to maybe even one favorite or even just one of your favorites, uh, Amanda from Oshawa, what is your favorite wrestling moment of all time? Could be from any wrestling promotion. So, like, literally, like, doors open, everything's open. For myself, it's kind of a weird moment. Uh, but it only I'm going to choose it because it made me feel alive as a fan. And that is when the Undertaker streak was ended. I have never felt that kind of emotion when it comes to professional wrestling as it is now. And it's even one of those things now too, where like when I was first starting to date Cassie, like way before, and she's like, why do you like professional wrestling and all that stuff? And I would explain the, the lore of the undertaker, why I loved him and all this stuff. And growing up as a kid, like he was my idol. He got me through all the shit that I dealt with as a kid. And I'm like, I explained all that to her and like what the streak meant and everything that stuff. And I told her, I'm like, the match sucks. Don't watch the match. Watch the crowd. And then watching the crowd, one, two, three, and then just seeing the people and that raw emotion. And I'm still getting goosebumps now thinking about it, even though Jordan was laughing his ass off at me at the fucking <laughs> pay-per-view when it was happening. 
he was just sitting there, and of course, me and Vander Cruz are like huge Undertaker guys, and you know, I, Vander's like, "That was bullshit." He was supposed to kick out. They fucked up. I could have made that graphic. I could have made that graphic on graphic. You know, the whatever. Graphic, like two seconds. The graphic twenty-one and one popped up, and Josh was like, "Oh, they could have made that in ten seconds on Photoshop." I'm like, no, they couldn't. That was supposed to happen. Yeah. So like, it was just it's one of those bewildered things that like I was glad that I got to see it live and be a part of, and it's one of those things now that it's like looking back, it's like fuck pro wrestling school when it's done right so i mean the, the story could be like oh was it given to the right guy here nor there that could be debated for another day but like that's at least one moment for myself jordan this might be another weird i wouldn't say it's my like definitive favorite but this is one that always will pop back into my mind when goldberg squashed lesnar in like a minute i was there yeah <laughs> i was there too that was one of the most insane things I think I've ever seen live based on the people's reaction to it and based on the fact that nobody in that fucking building expected that to go down that way. Not a single person. Everybody was probably expecting maybe like a five-minute match, maybe less, but like less a minute. No one expected that to go down that way. That was insane. That'll be one of the things I always remember being a fan not, and not even just the fact that I was there. Even if I saw that on TV, it probably would still feel the same way. Okay. Bill? Um, for me, absolutely. Um, and even though I wasn't there live, I was watching on TV when Foley finally won the title. Um, again, knowing his journey, knowing what he'd been through. You know, I remember him in his early days as Cactus Jack. In the, well, it wasn't his earliest days. It's still earlier days as Cactus Jack in WCW. I tape traded a lot of stuff he did with Eddie Gilbert on the indie circuit, plus his ECW stuff. Um, just knowing his journey and knowing the kind of guy he re- learning what kind of guy he really was at that point, just made it one of the most feel good moments. One of the greatest feel good moments I think in the history of wrestling is just him becoming the champion. And I remember it was the closest I came to tears of joy as a wrestling fan, even though I was only uh, 15 going on 16 at the time. But it was, I remember just being so emotionally invested in it that I, I never felt greater for any wrestler in the world before or since. George. This is a lot. This is hard because there's a lot. Right? Of great, it's really, really hard. Um, I want to say for me, I mean, this is a personal moment for me that kind of resonates with me, but um, Santina Moreau. Uh, got it. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Shut the fuck up. That's payback for the Um, intro, I think. uh, Honestly, and truly for me, uh, again, it it may not be a moment that everyone else appreciates, but it's a moment that resonates for me. We talked about emotions. Actually, a lot of people might agree with this moment. Uh, Shawn Michaels uh, turning on Marty Jannetty when I was a kid, and he fucking did that. uh, That, like, ruined me crush my soul because i always i always knew michaels was gonna go like break away on his own but i just figured they do it in like a dude we're still buddies we'll always come together but when he kicked him through that barbershop window man that broke my thought as a kid it like ripped my heart out of my soul uh but then when michaels went on to uh to go have the career that he had but yeah that was a pinnacle moment in like the early days of the the genesis of Shawn michaels so for me, yeah, that's a moment that I still watch it. And even though it's coming, when he does it, I'm like, oh, Sean, you fucking prick. Sean okay. draws that ire, man. He draws that ire. I mean, again, a close second place for me would be the screw job. Even before I knew the politics behind it and everything that happened, I literally threw my pop can across the room. I was, like, throwing pillows around in that. Like, I was just so angry. 
just so angry at that and then time. You, and then you got grounded for throwing your shit around. <laughs> no, my parents weren't home. They were seeing Starship Troopers at the time. <laughs> Good fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and on that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to call it a quits here. Uh, thank you very much, by the way, for George and Bill. Uh, like I said off the top, this was kind of like an impromptu for them. Literally just called them out of the blue just to kind of chat and jump on or whatever. And, of course, Jordan, well, Jordan was going to be here anyways. Uh, but of course, <laughs> what was that? All right, Hayes, Hayes, here. Hayes, I'll take it over from here. No, no, All right, no, 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 George, we're going to start with your socials while you're uh, still talking there. Absolutely. But before I give my socials, Bill, go ahead and give your socials. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, at BillChase33 on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, just simply BillChase on Facebook. Again, I like talking wrestling and whatnot. I have a new YouTube channel up uh, called Bill's Sports and Wrestling Channel. Uh, right now I'm doing a YouTube series on the career of legendary hockey player, Hall of Famer Paul Coffey, which the final part will be out this week, part four. Um, Diary of a Wrestling Fan right now is on hiatus, but it will be back in the near future. Uh, also follow Pro Wrestling Ontario on all social media platforms as well. we got a great show coming up on April 30th, featuring an epic main event between two Ontario greats in the, our champion, the Night Train Justin Sane, and the great Alessandro Del Bruno. Very nice. George, your socials. Don't be fucking passing it off. I'm being nice here. <laughs> uh, I got shit to plug simple. at the end of the week. Hey, could you shut the fuck up now, please? For me, it's pretty simple. Uh, Straight Talk Wrestling, pretty much everywhere. Straight Talk Wrestling on YouTube. We're at uh, 497 subscribers. We're like three away from 500, which would be awesome to get to. Um, Straight Talk Wrestling on Instagram. Straight Talk Wrestling on Facebook. Straight Talk Wrestling on all uh, podcast platforms. And on Twitter, at underscore Straight Talk. Perfect. Jordan? I'll make it even simpler. I don't have any. (laughs) One of these days, man. One of these days. You can be like, now I'm on Twitch. Now I'm on Instagram. These days I will, and I won't tell anybody, and I'll just shock the fuck out of everybody. When I, I know. I'm waiting for that. Honest to God, I am. <laughs> uh, for myself, of course, find us over at Facebook.com slash Find us also on Instagram and Anchor.fm slash Podcast. Always having some great content in the bag here when it comes to Schwalwars. And don't forget, next week, we're going to be finally having the conversation I've been wanting to have over the last couple of months, a special one-on-one interview with the promoter and owner of Chinlock Wrestling, the one and only Jan Murphy. Uh, we're going to be all, talking about all about his amazing pizzeria that he is owning as well over in the Kingston area, as well as everything coming up with Chinlock, the comeback coming up uh, in the beginning of June, which I am super duper psyched for, and I'm sure I will be attending. Uh, and I'm really, really excited to be able to see what he does with that. And I'm really looking forward to that interview as well. Don't forget to check out last week's interview if you had not had a chance to. Uh, it was my wife and I just shooting the shit, talking about things, all things professional wrestling, uh, being parents, pop culture, everything else in between. It's just a fun little shindig conversation that we had between the two of us. And we got a whole bunch of other things coming up in the future as well. Uh, so don't uh, delay and check everything out on our social media. Till then, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Adam Hayes. Thank you very much, and we'll catch you on the next one.